slides it out for Ekblad. Back to Hoffman, blocked by Polak and Rice! Another spectacular stop! Broussard tees it up and a save is made by Bobrovsky. Nelson, Marcel with the open net and he scores! Hi, and welcome to the Locked On Islanders podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Gil Martin. I'm an Islanders columnist and historian, and I wrote the book Ice Wars, which covers the complete history of the Islanders' rivalry with the Rangers from 1972 to the modern era. All right, everybody, welcome to the Wednesday edition of the Locked On Islanders podcast. So glad you could join us today as we discuss all things New York Islanders. Islanders with a 2-1 to shootout victory over the Boston Bruins at the Nassau Coliseum to extend their winning streak to six games to put a little bit more distance between them and the Bruins in the standings and to keep their streak of not losing in regulation this year at the Nassau Coliseum alive, and we will break down this game and explain to you why the Islanders were able to come away with this important win and uh, basically how they did it. We also have our Islanders birthday of the day, and we'll discuss a milestone game for Islanders head coach Barry Trotz as well. And a whole lot more still to come on this episode of the Locked On Islanders podcast. If you've got something Islanders-related on your mind, you've got a question you'd like to ask, a topic you'd like us to discuss, or a comment you'd like to make, feel free to send us an email, the email address, LockedOnIslanders at gmail.com. And if you leave us your name and where you're from, we're happy to mention you on the air when we talk about whatever it is that you want to talk about. You could also follow the show on Twitter at Locked On Isles, and you could follow me, Gil Martin, on Twitter at Ice Wars, N-Y-R-V-S-N-Y-I. We'll keep you up to date on all the latest Islanders news, notes, and happenings, and I do tweet during nearly every Islanders game as well, so make sure you follow us there. The 2-1 to win for the Islanders, and in so many ways... When I look at this game and sit back and analyze it, this game was Islanders hockey. And the Islanders certainly had to be concerned uh, in the sense that, you know, they'd already beaten the Bruins a few times this year, hadn't lost to them yet. And, you know, after playing Buffalo three straight times, that playing Boston was going to be a step up in competition, and even though the Bruins are struggling a little bit lately, uh, a struggling Bruins team is still better than a struggling Sabres team this year, and yet the Islanders go out there and end up with the 2-1 to win, and look, this game was, in essence, Islanders hockey in a nutshell. The Islanders were outshot 33-27 to in this one, Uh, For the first two periods, Boston carried the play most of the time, and yet the Islanders played their kind of a game. They were, for the most part, sound in their own zone, and the only goal they gave up 
quite honestly, came just in front of the net. It was a, a very close uh, in goal, but again, the Islanders managing to allow Simeon Varlamov to see the puck and to make the stop and not allowing too many rebounds, quality chances, more than you would like, but yet, again, it's Islanders hockey. So, you give Varlamov the ability to see the puck, you minimize the number of rebounds, and that, you know, doesn't allow the other team to have a lot of quality chances, and then you do just enough offensively in order to get the win. And at the end of the day, that's what the Islanders did. And, you know, they showed a few things to me that paid off. And it, again, you go back to Barry Trotz's style. First of all, limiting the other team's scoring chances. Second of all, this team never panics. And they fell behind one to nothing on the power play goal by David Pasternak. And, you know, that was in the final seconds of the first period. And instead of being discouraged, instead of, uh, you know, being demoralized, this team kept an even keel, came out there in the second period and continued to grind away and play their game. And the score was still tied uh, until late in the second period when Brock Nelson got his power play goal. But the Islanders, dedicated to their system, played their game, and got their opportunity to tie the game, and eventually did. They showed great patience. One thing about this team, they never panic. They stick to their game, and they have great resiliency. They showed it in this contest last night at the Coliseum against Boston, and it really paid off. You go to the shootout, uh, at the end of the game, and the Islanders end up coming away with the victory. And fittingly enough, uh, it was Simeon Varlamov coming up big on a save against Brad Marchand. And Marchand, I'll tell you, you know, he's one of those guys, if he's on your team, you love him. But if he's on a team that you're playing... Uh, he is a pest, he gets under people's skin, and he kind of, you know, did that against the Islanders, and went after J.G. Pajot, uh, you know, in the second period, late, and to his credit, Leo Komarov came in, wouldn't let him go after Pajot, who is obviously, you know, smaller and not as physical a player as Marchand, and Uncle Leo came in, did his job, kept him off, and then the fact that at the end of the shootout, the last chance for Boston was Marchand, and Varlamov denied him the score, that was just sort of a little bit of poetic justice for the Islanders to close this one out, and Anthony Bavillier with a beautiful backhand roof shot that ended up winning it in the shootout for the Islanders, and and again, just a, a fantastic uh, performance for the Islanders in that they stuck to their guns, played their game, 
and it ended up paying off. All right, we've got a lot more to discuss. We will look at some milestones for Barry Trotz and break down the Islanders' power play, which got back on track last night. We'll also talk a little bit more about what's coming up and our Islanders' birthday of the day. More to come on the Locked On Islanders podcast. We've been telling you about Built Bar, the best-tasting protein bar in the market for a while now. Built Bar is the amazing low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber, amazing-tasting protein bar with 100% chocolate on all bars. But now is the time to find out which Built Bar is the best. It is Built Bar Madness. We have two matchups today. First, it's German Chocolate against salted caramel German chocolate. It's rich, it's sweet, it's really, really tasty. And salted caramel, you have the juxtaposition of the saltiness and the sweetness of the caramel, uh, one of my favorite flavors. You also have Mocha Love going up against WC Birthday Cake. Uh, Again, you know, gotta be Mocha Love for coffee lovers everywhere. Got to be a favorite, and and birthday cake, who doesn't love birthday cake? So these are two very interesting matchups. If you want to vote, go to BuiltBar.com or at Built underline Bar on Twitter, and you can place your vote to determine who is going to be the best Built Bar. Remember to use the promo code LOCKEDON20 to get 20% off your next order. That is LOCKEDON20 to get 20% off your next order at BuiltBar.com and check back to see who won today's matchups and who will become the best-tasting protein bar. We're covering everything you need to know about the Islanders, but what about the rest of sports? Now the Locked On Podcast Network has you covered there as well with Locked On Today. It's hosted by the great Peter Bukowski, and it's all the sports news you need every morning in under 20 minutes. Follow the Locked On Today podcast wherever you get podcasts. So a milestone last night for Barry Trotz. And, you know, you just have to uh, be proud of what Trotz has accomplished. And never underestimate the greatness of Barry Trotz. Because here's the deal with, with Trotz, okay? Yes, he is a two-time Jack Adams Award winner as the NHL's Coach of the Year, the second time coming in 2018-2019 with the Islanders. And now he has, after yesterday, coached his 1700th NHL game behind the bench, third on the all-time list, and it's pretty elite company. The only two coaches ahead of him, Scotty Bowman, who, in my opinion, is probably the greatest hockey coach of all time in the National Hockey League, and Joel Quenville, who, you know, has won three Stanley Cups, so not bad company, and uh, Quenville basically uh, coached 1,730 games, so he is just ahead of Trotz, but uh, congratulations to Trotz, but think about this, 1,700 games behind the bench for Barry Trotz, and again, fitting that the Islanders win a game 2-1 to one in a shootout 
playing the Barry Trot style to a T uh, in order to earn a victory in that 1700th game. If there's 82 games in a season, uh, and obviously there have been some lockout shortened seasons and what have you, that's a lot of years that you have to coach. And, you know, Barry Trotz mentioned that, uh, you know, he joked around. He said, oh, yeah, it means I'm old. Uh, but it, it also basically means that he is very good at what he does. And the one thing that Trotz said that I thought was uh, informative was that he has learned to keep his emotions a little bit more in check than he did when he first became uh, a coach. Now, he's been coaching since 1997 when he was the first coach in Nashville Predators history. And you think about that. Uh, On the one hand, coaching an expansion team probably gave him a little bit more leeway when it came to, uh, you know, not getting let go right away, even though his team wasn't winning a lot right away. But clearly, he won the confidence of the Predators organization, of his players, and got the most out of his teams and, you know, stayed with Nashville, then went to Washington, winning a Stanley Cup there, and then, of course, doing what he's done for the Islanders, getting them to the Eastern Conference Final for the first time in 27 years. That alone uh, is one heck of an accomplishment for Trotz. And here's what Anders Lee had to say about his head coach. From day one, he's come in here and done everything that you would expect from a coach with his tenure and his success. It's been great to be a part of, and kudos to him for everything he's accomplished and worked so hard for. So, Barry Trotz, 1,700 games behind the bench in the National Hockey League, and I'll tell you, he really, really has been an impressive coach, and think about this. And it goes to Lou Lamorello, and it goes to Barry Trotz even more, perhaps. Trotz has won for the Islanders with more or less, more or less, the same core roster that the Islanders had before his arrival, except before Trotz arrived, they had John Tavares, who was considered the team's best player. Well, the Islanders... Under Barry Trotz's system, they have been able to win consistently and in the playoffs, even without losing, you know, with losing John Tavares to free agency when he signed with Toronto. So, you know, he took a team that had been struggling in recent years, who had, you know, made the playoffs a couple of times, but never really took that next step beyond winning a round and, and really, you know, won a round his first year with the Islanders, got them into the playoffs unexpectedly. And then last year in the bubble, getting the Islanders all the way to the Eastern Conference Final. And now this year, the Islanders are in first place 
in the East Division of the NHL, in spite of the fact that, and we talked about this at the beginning of the season on this show, the East Division is loaded. There are easily six teams that most people would have considered contenders for the playoffs, and of course, there are only four spots for those teams to make the playoffs. So, clearly for the Islanders, whatever Barry Trotz is doing, he's doing the right way. And right now, uh, the Islanders in first place. So, congratulations to Barry Trotz on the milestone. Fitting that the Islanders end up winning this game 2-1 to one in the shootout, playing the Barry Trotz patented style. And overall, just a very, very strong performance by the Islanders. And congratulations to Trotz on reaching this milestone. When we come back, we have our Islanders birthday of the day and a whole lot more. More to get to on the Locked On Islanders podcast. Islanders fans, today's episode is brought to you by our friends at BetOnline.ag. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action The football season may be over, but you have the NBA, college basketball, and of course the NHL is in full swing, and hey, March Madness is just around the corner as well as Major League Baseball. BetOnline even covers things like awards, TV shows, and reality TV. You can get real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds, and it's the best way to place your bets and it's free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use the promo code LOCKEDON. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Every Wednesday on Locked On NHL, take a deep dive into the Western Conference with Sarah Avampato of Locked On Kings and Tom Gazzola of Locked On Oilers. Whether it's a look at the top-end contenders like Vegas and Colorado or breaking down the rebuilds of the Kings and Blackhawks, Locked On NHL has you covered on Western Conference Wednesdays. Subscribe to the Locked On NHL podcast wherever you get podcasts. All right, time for our Islanders birthday of the day, and uh, this one is a, a big one, mainly because it's for a very big guy. We're talking about uh, a very happy 46th birthday to former Islanders defenseman Andy Sutton. Sutton, 6'6", 245 in his playing days, the native of Kingston, Ontario, attended Michigan Tech, broke in briefly with the San Jose Sharks then the Minnesota Wild and Atlanta Thrashers before joining the Islanders as a free agent in 2007. 2008, stayed on the island for three seasons before ending his career with brief stints in Ottawa, Anaheim, and Edmonton. And look, the one thing about uh, Sutton, he was a a good guy to talk to. Big, left-handed defenseman. Wasn't afraid to be physical at all, but didn't rack up too many penalty minutes. Had a couple of seasons, well, three actually, where he went over 100 penalty minutes. But really, one of those guys that it was tough to move him out. You know, when he was battling with a forward for position in front of his own goal, the forward had a rough time 
trying to move Andy Sutton out of the way. We're going to go back to one of Andy Sutton's better games with the Islanders. October 21st, 2009, Islanders hosting the Carolina Hurricanes at the Nassau Coliseum. Cam Ward is the goalie for Carolina. Dwayne Rolison is the Islanders' netminder. And in the first period, the Islanders get on top. Matt Molson, his fifth from Andy Sutton, our Islanders' birthday of the day, at 8-11, 1-0 Islanders. But the Hurricane tie it in the second period on a goal by Matt Cullen on the power play. Blake Como was in the box. Rod Brindamore and Joe Corvo with the helpers. Islanders bounce back and take a lead on a goal by Tim Jackman. Nate Thompson and Richard Park get the assist, so that was the fourth line. And then uh, less than a minute after that goal, Andy Sutton, his second of the year, Jack Hillen and Blake Como with the assist. Third period goals by Eric Stahl and UC Jokinen tie this game and send it into overtime at 3-3. But the Islanders get goals in the shootout from Jeff Tambellini, Franz Nielsen, and John Tavares. They end up skating away with a 4-3 win over Carolina. And that was a, a big one. And for Andy Sutton, a goal and an assist in this game. And he was a plus one. The goal coming on his only shot on goal of the game. He played a little over 18 minutes in this one. So uh, a very happy 46th birthday to Andy Sutton. We wish him well. And, uh, you know, hard to believe that it's been so many years now. uh, 11 years to be exact since he last suited up for the New York Islanders. Now, let's look at some of these numbers for the Islanders because it's a beautiful thing. The Islanders have won six straight games. They now are 8-0-1 in their last nine games. That is the longest point streak they had since that 17-game streak in October and November of last season. And on home ice this year, the Islanders are 11 Oh, and two, they remain the only team in the National Hockey League this year who have earned at least a point in all of their home games. In their last 19 games, the Islanders are 13-2 and 4. So, earning points in 17 of your last 19 games, that is one of the ways you get into first place in a competitive division like the East. By the way, the Islanders are now 4-0-0 against the Boston Bruins, a very good team. And again, part of the reason for that is the style of hockey that the Islanders play and their patience, their ability to prevent a talented team like the Bruins from scoring more than one goal and then holding on and winning it in the shootout. Islanders will be back in action on Thursday when they host the New Jersey Devils. First of three straight games against the Devils. The last two will be at the Rock. But here's the thing. This will be the first game of this season where there will be fans in attendance. 1,000 essential healthcare workers will be in attendance at this game. It's a dry run before fans are allowed back, uh, again, in limited capacity at the Coliseum, but it will be great to see even some fans 
back at the Coliseum, and certainly the uh, healthcare workers deserve to be treated to a game like this after all they've done for everybody during this difficult time. That's going to do it for today's episode of the Locked On Islanders podcast. Uh, Have a great day, everybody. It's a great time to be an Islanders fan as this team is red hot right now. Stay safe, and of course, let's go Islanders.